Sometimes in life you find yourself on the right side of the line, where the skies open up and cast a towering shadow, guarding you from the worst life has to offer. And then... That same sky rips away that warm blanket from your clutching arms and casts it into the night. Now, you are on the wrong side of the line. And that's why I'm here. To keep you in line. A line we call the Dry Line. Now remember the Global Ag Network. That's so stupid. That's what you're going to say about all these games that are coming up that we're going to talk about. These so-called sports that uh, that all these uh, radio, uh, not radio stations, television stations are putting on the tube and uh, telling everybody that these people are athletes. Well, this is the Drawline Farmer Podcast. We are excited that you're listening to this episode. And we are also kind of somewhat just kind of mediocre or kind of lukewarm to the fact that Landon's back. Landon? Where you been all this time? Oh, I was playing a little softball last week. <clears throat> Did you win? Did you we, get thrown at? I got hit at, but nice. In the in softball, if you're a pitcher, you don't worry about throwing at people. You worry about them getting hitting at you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I can, had a, had a few come back, and we started out the season on a strong zero and two note. So. Nice. That sounds familiar, almost like the Texas Rangers. <laughs> yeah, you win your league, and they bump you up into the competitive. Are you in the stuff. Premier League now? Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I just learned about that here recently about the whole soccer, the soccer uh, structure over in England or not in England, but in Europe. They have like three or four levels. I think it's in England. Well, also. not is it just England or is it Europe? Well, I, I think just, it's Europe. I just watched a show because they have like Premier League. They have. I'm pretty sure that's England. Okay, like Manchester United and yeah. all the uh, soccer hooligans. Yeah, because I watched a show on. Uh, it's a documentary on Netflix called Losers, and it's like eight uh-huh, stories. Yeah. On- and, uh, I've seen part of it. The first one was about this team that if they lost, they were going to drop out of the out of the lowest professional circuit and right. get a tie. It's pretty pretty good pretty good story. Let's see if I can pull it up here real quick. I don't know why my uh, long story short, some dog bites one of the players and he has to stay in because they don't have any more subs and they end up they end up getting the tie. Nice. I uh, what did I I watched? No, I started watching the the John Van Van. Um, Vandeveld guy, you know, that lost in the British Open. He shot like a. Oh yeah, the that, that one's on there. Yeah, yeah, that one's on there. And I, uh, I was, I was gonna start to watch it, but uh, what was a? Uh, I forgot what the first two episodes were. Yeah, that's a good one. It's, a, it's like it was like a ten cup moment after mm-hmm. ten cup. Yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> the I remember they did. Um, I think they had the guy go back and play the whole just with his putter. And he would he yeah, played he better with yep. his putter. Yeah, it was than like the next did. Christmas. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was uh, something like that. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's another one about a lady that she does the dog sledding and all that good stuff. There's another really good one about this guy that does. They do this like a sixty mile race in the Sahara Desert or three hundred miles. I don't know how many miles. But this guy gets in a dirt storm and like goes off track like fifty miles and is out. He's out in the desert for like I don't know eight or nine days and like. Finds this, oh, that's right. I saw the previews for that. Finds this tomb with these bats in it, and he like has to eat these bats. It's it's a crazy, 
Oof, man. I would if I had to eat bat, I would probably die. Yeah. Kind of like this kind of like that dude that got his arm cut uh, arm hung up in that canyon in the rock yeah. and he had to cut his own arm off. Yeah. This guy in this in this one store, he even tried to kill himself. He cut his wrist and he was so dehydrated that they the ble- the bleeding just stopped. The bleeding just stopped. Yeah. Jeez. That is that that's some dry blood right there. Hey Brent, I looked up odd sports and there's one we might have to add to the list. It's called wife carrying. <laughs> okay. Oh my god, I carry her everywhere I go. No, um well that's what we're going to talk about this week. We got we come we came across we come across. We came across some just idiotic stupid games that they're televising and they're making into quote championships and in the spirit of March Madness we thought we would uh, give it a whirl on these on some of these deals that even we didn't think people could come up with. But um, there's cancer involved if that helps you with anything. Oh so stupid games is the name this week. But um, especially in the spirit of March Madness, Landon, do I need to have a little Raider power going on over here? <laughs> Raider <laughs> power! That's right, your Texas Tech Red Raiders are in the Final Four for the first time ever in school history. Landon, how do you like their chances? I like them just as good as anybody else's. I also like that all the decorations in your basement here are, or I mean in our studio is Texas Tech, except for that one giggum. So Rose. I have a wife, and she's an Aggie, and um, she asked me a couple days ago if, quote, we won. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like... Honey, do you have a monkey in your pocket? <laughs> yeah. Because last time I checked, you went to Texas A&M, not Texas Tech University. Yeah. And I busted her chops pretty hard on that. But uh, what yeah. Are her, what are her thoughts on the new Texas Tech vet school? Uh, she doesn't care. Um, <laughs> I've got a good friend. He's a vet up in Amarillo, and he's an Aggie, of course. And um, he was at first, uh, he was against it, and he wrote this uh, uh, article that showed up in the Amarillo Globe News and backing the new Texas Tech um, new Texas Tech Veterinary School, and at the end of his art, well-written article, I do have to say his wife must have proofread it for him. But uh, it said, uh, "Guns up!" Did he say "Guns up" or "Go Texas Tech"? Boy, I, I don't bust- know. This, I, I busted his ball so hard. He and he said, "God, I hope Brent doesn't see this article." This is the same guy that after I was watching the the Tech UT game when Crabtree caught the touchdown at the end, and you know we're, we're I just nodded at Landon for everybody that yeah. can't see it. We're in their house just going nuts, and he comes up and taps me on the shoulder and goes, he goes, dude, dude, they threw a flag for celebration. Touchdown doesn't count. Oh, <laughs> yeah, right. Like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. April Fool's. Yeah. No, I, I was at that game. I was at mm-hmm. that game. And, um, you know, so we made the touchdown, and there was, what, two or three, I don't know, maybe 10 seconds left. It wasn't much. It, anyway, uh, the stupid crowd runs the field not once, but twice. Oh, we get like 19 have game penalty or celebration kick, penalties. We kick from like our own like 10 five. yard line, five or 10 <laughs> yeah. yard line. And um, it, we were only up, we were up less than a field goal, I think, weren't we? Two points? No, no, or was it a, no. We would have taken a touchdown. We could have we kicked a field goal to win it. Oh, okay. Like he could have gone. No, I mean, after we scored. Well, how much do we go up by? Five, we go, five, oh, okay. five or so six. They had to score five or a touchdown. Six, probably. Okay. Anyway, but yeah, I was at that game and um, it was pretty wild. But guys, we're not here just to talk about Texas. Well, yeah, hell, why not? This is our podcast. Uh, Texas Tech defense, number one in the country. I don't think there's any dispute of that. Just beat the number one offense in the country. Going up against Michigan State, Michigan State's got what? They've got three appearances in the final four over the last, what, five or six years, Landon? I they, bet they, that's they've right won it, there. They won it 
they, once or twice. Yeah, they won it back in 2000. Well, they won it with Magic Johnson in 70. Landon, that's, I'm thinking, a little more 21st century. Oh, okay. They, they won it, I think, in 2000. They had Mateen Cleaves. Okay. And uh, if they've won it since then, I'm not sure. Is that before Magic got the HIV or after? When did he get the HIV? Yeah, it was before. Okay. <laughs> but um, Texas Tech in the Final Four for the first time ever. Also, who Auburn is on the other side, and this is their first time. They're going up against... Um, yeah, and their best player just like shattered his leg. Oh, that's right. They didn't even have their best player, and they still beat, um, they beat Kentucky. And um, so they're going up against Virginia, and then Tech is going up against the Spartans of Michigan State. So um, gonna, we're real excited. We we were just screwing around right after the uh, game was over and started looking at airplane tickets. Not that we were going to go because I pretty much blew my sports uh, budget on the Cowboy game last fall. Yeah. So your, your buddy Breadwell's going, is he? Mm-hmm. I think so. But uh, anyway, so they were all sold out. Come up, going out of Amarillo and Lubbock. And um, we've got a friend up there that lives up there, so at least we'd have the lodging for free. You have but, a friend? Yeah, we. Uh, well, yeah, I know he moved to Minneapolis, but um, anyway, so we could stay up there. But the airplane tickets were all sold out, and I got other stuff to do anyway. Yeah, I don't know if these guys that I know, I think they may have to drive to Albuquerque. Yeah, and we, I think we might have even looked at Albuquerque just. Or you, really, you ought to drive to Denver, shouldn't you? Don't want to take a wrong turn. No, you don't. <laughs> Gosh, um, that that should a wrong turns directions. That should be a game. That should be a sport. So, Landon, Landon, did you have any trouble with any fruit this weekend? Yeah, I did. So <clears throat> let's tell the tell the tell the audience about your fruit problems. Well, the old wifey got home from the grocery store, and me, being the big gentleman that I am, asked if she needed any help carrying stuff in, and. She said, no, just just get this watermelon. So I made it about three and a half steps before before doing my de- best Des Bryant impression and <laughs> lots Not, of things. Those things are slippery. Uh, golly, uh, watermelon's pretty big. What the hell do you do with a softball? <laughs> I mean, damn, you're the pitcher too. You just catch it with the old gut. <laughs> I guess, Landon. Good gosh. So, Landon, did you, are you getting a new roof? No, no, we have a metal roof. I think it's okay. I see. New new uh, paintless dent repair at your pickup or anything? No, my wife was out of town, so I was able to pull mine in the garage. Very nice, it was, very nice. It was a perfect storm. How about your, how, anything going on in the farm? You got a little, nice little rain out there and yeah, getting ready, weeds? Getting ready to put some, yeah, I got the wheat sprayed. Wheat looks really good. Um, going to put some fertilizer out in the next 10 days or so That's and plow it in and go from there nice i see get ready for some corn planting huh yeah god how did do <clears throat> did all the um infrastructure of herford grain get their uh fixed up after that windstorm i think we got some got some patchwork done probably still doing a little, like little did y'all go by like there. a pallet of flex seal or what yeah well yeah 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 we're almost out of our baling wire so. <laughs> <laughs> baling wire and duct tape yeah. huh yeah we uh well, we're uh killing weeds out here we're putting down some pre-emerge for corn before we uh We've gotten to where we're doing that ahead of time uh, before the planter gets out there and uh, all killing that and killing some weeds and um, also getting those sprinklers ready. Got to start doing a little uh, doing a little watering on the uh, on the old wheat ground, even though it's not really worth doing anything to it. But uh, the wheat looks good. Not that it really matters. But um, other than that, got all the cattle shipped. They went to Nebraska, and I don't know where the hell they put them because one of the places uh, where the steers went, actually, it was in the heart. Uh, Bloomfield, I believe. Uh, Nebraska, I think. Anyway, I think that's like in the heart of the flood zone. So uh, I guess maybe they put them on a pontoon or something and uh, put them up there. Maybe they said maybe the feed yard's on a hill. I don't know. But uh, nonetheless, we got all the cattle out, got some good uh, money on that all-natural beef, and now we're uh, going into farm mode. So um, 
We're going to get into it. We got uh, Radar Ricardo coming up. He's going to give us our forecast and our sponsor. Uh, a sponsor hadn't showed up yet. They're going to be in here uh, in a little bit, but um, I think it's going to be from one of our, maybe the producers of one of these uh, one of these so-called sports events. But once again, they're a good sponsor because they pay on time. So we got all that coming up on the Dryline Farmer Podcast. From the producers of Ultimate Full Contact Rock, Paper, Scissors, they bring you Ultimate Sports on RFD AGTV. We bring you all the ultimate sports no one's talking about. Cornhole championships, the video game face-offs, world cigar smoking championships. We'll puff our brains out until one of us gets emphysema or cancer. Beer pong, get hammered while you're hammering down on the ping pong balls. Ultimate darts, how about Bring your lady on down to the Quidditch Tournament. All you need is your own room and no fear. Coming on down, we have the Armpit Song Contest. We also have Thumb Wars, the Toe War. Be sure and wash all toes and fingers before showing up to this contest. Everybody will be tested for all sorts of diseases. That's right. Also, don't forget about the wife carrying contest. All wives must weigh at least 278 pounds to enter. This is no lightweight contest. This is the one and only Ultimate Sports Contest. Brought to you by the Dryline Farmer Podcast. Be there. Oh, yeah. I told you, you flip it once and you're done, man. One done. You know what the song says. Hey, I don't know that song. Hey, don't worry about it. Hey, 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 this is Radar Ricardo de la Serie, bringing your Dryland Popper Podcast weather update. We're back, we're back, we're back on the old Caballo Vato. That's right, back in the saddle. We got back from our fishing trip from uh, Nebraska and everything. We didn't really catch a whole lot. We just catch a whole lot of hell from a bunch of features. There's nothing but gringles up there, Vato. I mean, you see one blonde-haired guy after another, it's like a Swedish convention up there. But, you know, I digress. Also, uh, down in your area, man, I'm looking at the 5 to 7 day weather forecast. And, like, you're in, like, you live in, like, no man's land, man. Vato, you're, like, in the middle of nowhere because it's, like, raining all around you. There's, like, purples and blues. And there's even some oranges, like, up in uh, Oregon. Of course, I know it's, I know it rains up there a lot or whatever. But, uh, you know, you're kind of, you're too damn close to the desert southwest, Vato. I don't even know why you try to, uh grow the corn or whatever, but I'm um, looking over on our, our forecast is pretty boring this week, but so, you know, we've got lots and lots of 70s, pretty good, I guess, weather if you want to get in the field or whatever, 73, 75, 70, 77, and so on, you know, it kind of makes it easy to say, it's kind of, what is it, alliterative, uh, I don't know what that term is, Bato, but, uh, nonetheless, we're, uh, we're glad to be back in the, glad, glad to be back in the studio, Bato, and, uh, Diego, he got a little, he got a little seasick. I don't know, I bet he's the first pendejo ever to get seasick in Nebraska. I mean, come on, Mato. I mean, I know there's legs, but we were, like, in a floodplain, and there wasn't any wind, but, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things you just have to get over, Mato. Hey, this week's sponsor, Mato, you didn't give me the literature in time, so, Mato, I'm just gonna say, whoever the sponsor is, they're good, buy their, buy their chit, and you'll have, you know, just great and wonderful things. This is Arena Ricardo, a daily serio. Back to you.
Glad to see you're back in the studio there, Ricardo. Uh, hope y'all had a, a well, it doesn't sound like you had a very successful uh, time up there fishing, but uh, hopefully got to talk with some farmers up there and some other uh, residents up there. Hopefully get that place dried out and y'all uh, y'all keep a uh, nose to the grindstone and you keep forecasting that great weather. Well, guys, it's time. Without any further ado, we're going to talk about, quote, sports. Really, really stupid ones. On the Dryland Farmer Podcast. All right, we're ready. We've got the spirit of sports coming at you on the Dryland Farmer Podcast. First up, we come across the World Cigar Smoking Championships. And where else but is this going to take place but in Thailand? Don't. There's no need to look for him because Bangkok has him now. Landon, you got it pulled up. It's tobacco enthusiasts from around the world, man. That's your that's your that's your ticket. Tobacco enthusiasts. <laughs> I've. I mean, you know, everybody's got something they need to have a passion for. Tobacco enthusiasts from around the world put their slow smoking skills to the test at the cigar smoking world championship in Thailand. The com- the competition, which featured. 17 men and five women, which I would love to meet, saw each person receive an identical cigar and two matches with the object to smoke the cigar for as long as possible without it going out or losing its ash. I think the real competition would be to give each person a cigar and two matches and put them in front of a fan and see who can light their cigar first without losing. (laughs) They only get the two matches. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> because I was lighting boxes on fire this morning, and I was I was like almost in a cave. I had the match like all the way deep into the box, and the sun bitch still kept blowing out. And it wasn't rolling very much outside. Were you hot boxing it? <laughs> I was hot boxing it. I was hot boxing, it, but I did get it started because my brother, I got I got a little spark going, and then he had the PB blaster, and I had no idea that that's a really good uh, ignition source. So um, yeah, the Swedish competitor Mikael Peterson. Peterson, with two S's, mind you, was dubbed the winner after smoking his cigar for one hour and 47 seconds, beating the second-place finisher by only seven seconds. Wow. That is nice. I like this. This is a sport where men and women can compete against each other. It's always, yeah, finally, equal, you know, equal pay for equal play. Finally, we finally got a little uh, equality going on there. But um, so, Lenny, you, you would think in a competition like this, what would be the chant? Like, uh, you know, like a uh, enthusiastic chant to get somebody to go. You think it would be smoke, 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 smoke. But in this case, they're doing the opposite. They probably just sing the song Smoke on the Water. Uh, I guess. But they're trying to make it last as long as they possibly can. So would the chant be don't smoke, don't smoke, don't smoke? Because that's the whole point. I don't know. If they were in Hogwarts, they'd be in Hufflepuff. (laughs) The puns are alive and well. But uh, yeah, so so I'd like to know. Does it say where the uh, does it say what they get if they win? What death. Do you, death. <laughs> death. I mean, a quicker like it's like Kramer has the smoking room. He's like, we've got two places, but they're only in a non-filter section. The winner of the competition qualified to compete at the next event in September <laughs> in Split, Croatia. Nice. So apparently, there's a bracket, Landon. <laughs> I want to know how you get seated. In a tobacco competition, is it who has the reddest neck? Well, what I want to know is if you win, 
What comes after the world championship? I mean, <laughs> is Mr. It the universe, universe? <laughs> I guess. Yeah. You try to, you know, take on some alien from Jupiter or something, or I guess Venus would have the best one because they're the and hottest. Who in the hell smoked a cigar for three hours and 40 minutes? For That's the world record. That is the world record. The biggest, not a blunt, but a bit, the biggest stogie. That's like the grandpa in Christmas vacation. So what's the matter with you? <laughs> so yeah, World Cigar Smoking Championship. That's do, right up there at the top of the list. What do you think they're doing while they're smoking? I mean, you got an hour. Uh, nothing. They are. I, I mean, they probably. In my experience, they're probably bowling. If anything, because if you bowl, you smoke. That's true. Even if you're a non-smoker, you smoke while yeah, you bowl. You're, you're getting it. Yeah, yeah. Smoking, maybe. I don't know. They're probably betting on those chariot horse races at the sports book that all the degenerates are at in Vegas. You know, <laughs> they got the where it's like the they can't run, but it's like the fast trot or something, and they can't break into a lope. <laughs> That's probably what they're doing. They're probably looking at their handicap sheet at the chariot racing <laughs> sports book. Okay, guys. The if if. World Championship Cigar Smoking, if you need them. Okay, coming up next, Landon, what do we got next here? I got a whole list. You got the World Vaping? <laughs> world Vaping. That's where... <laughs> also known as the World Douchebag Tournament. Because um, How about the wife-carrying competition? I, I love it, Landon. I've been carrying my wife ever since we got married. Mine's been carrying me. Uh, Landon, uh, tell me about it. Tell me about the wife-carrying. Where does it go on at? So, this goes on in Finland... Son Jarvi. Yeah. And so you carry your wife or a female competitor. It doesn't have to be your wife, I Does guess. Does it have to be female? Maybe it has to be common law. It has to be a female. Okay. And I think you carry them 253 and a half meters through that, a course. Is that like 15 feet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not very good on the metric system. No, it's... 243 meters, that'd be like three or 400 yards, wouldn't it? Pretty far. Yeah, it'd be pr- pretty far. I think the winner usually... Does it in about a minute. Takes about a minute. Oh, okay. They talk about the different positions you can run in. <laughs> I see this in this picture here. They've got the the dude running, and of course he's white because they don't have anything but white people in Nor- in uh, Finland. But the wife is on his back. Her she's her face is facing his ass. Her of course her legs are wrapped around his head, and her feet are sticking out. In front of his head. If they if they finish that course in sixty nine seconds, that's going to be pretty poetic. <laughs> it's going to be poetic justice is what it's going to be. But um, so yeah, wife carrying. Boy, I tell you what, that would that would be where it'd be paying. That is where it would pay to be married to a midget. How do you how do you think how do you think of this stuff? Like how, how do you come up with this? I mean, do you think so? It's in Finland. Do you think because like a lot of sports, a lot of sports are derived out of like something that was necessary for life like years and years ago and they turn it into a sport like for instance in Australia in Australia where they have the steel you know sawing championships the chainsaws and the axes yeah. you know the lumberjack championships mm-hmm. so a lot of these sports are born out of something that people did every day you know like roping you know people you know the caballeros you know they roped and now you know you got team ropers and all that good kind of stuff true but um, so I'm guessing, do they carry do they carry their wife from like red from the Red Russians to over to Finland during World War II? Where did it originate? I don't know. Shouldn't they be carrying them over a threshold? <laughs> they should be. Well, there's a threshold every meter. But still, uh, listen, carrying your wife isn't something that you do every day. Landon, what do the uh, what is the traditional prize? 
I have no idea. I didn't. Winner, yeah, you do. You oh, just yeah. researched oh, it. God yeah, almighty. The, the winner gets his wife's weight in beer. <laughs> Five times her weight in cash and an entry into the world championship in Finland. Hmm. Five times her weight in cash? I mean, what is it, like Venezuelan rubles or something? So like 500 bucks. <laughs> I know. But I mean, oh, well, Finland's not on the pound. They're on the uh, pro. I'm sure they're on the euro. Do they get 500 fins. Is that what a dollar bill is called in Finland? A fin? <laughs> I guess. I just, I still want to know how it originated. Like, what were you doing every day? We were like, hey, honey, put your ankles around my head and stick your face. Stop. Right there. <laughs> Landon, this is a TV 14. All right, all right. This is TV 14. We're going to see how far we can run. Okay. Chess. Chess boxing. Chess boxing. C-H-E-S-S. Chess, the board game. Boxing. Chess boxing is exactly what it sounds like. A hybrid of knocking out and checkmating opponents. The battle consists of 11 rounds in which competitors alternate between playing traditional chess and boxing. You know, I never saw... This must have been a deleted scene in Rocky. Because I never saw Apollo Creed and Rocky playing each other and... (laughs) Hey, Adrian, Bishop Seven to Queen's Rook. <laughs> Which one moves diagonal? Pull, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Rocky kept calling the knight the pony. Yeah. Hey, yo, I'm just a pun in the game of love. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So uh, I guess they got a picture over here. These two guys are. I don't know why they're wearing headphones, but um, they're in their boxing trunks and you know no shirt, and they've got a just a cardboard table. Uh, a card playing table with two uh, folding chairs, and they're both sitting on each side. And I guess they what do two or three moves, and then they go beat the crap out of each other for I guess, three minutes. I guess one round's playing. You know, Mike Tyson would still be the champion if he could just get through one round of the chess part. I'm sure he could have been. I'm sure he could have beat Gary Kasparov at chess <laughs> yeah. if he really wanted to. You know, you don't see a lot of chess players with cauliflower ears. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. You see a lot of chess players probably eating a lot eating of cauliflower. Ca- cauliflower, but, yeah. but um, nonetheless, so chess boxing, and it looks like it's something very, 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 very European. How do you move those? tiny pieces of those big ass gloves i know and so th- my biggest concern is, is they got to move that table out of the ring between every round i mean you know that they're knocking pieces over unless they're like magnetic or something mm. i wonder if there's like a life-size pac-man game sport. <laughs> that'd be pretty cool well the big bank theory they had life-size jenga <laughs> where they had like two by fours and four by fours <laughs> nice it was pretty nice okay moving forward Cheese rolling, Landon. Cheese rolling. And of course, this is taking, this is not Wisconsin. This is in Gloucestershire. Glaucus, I've always had a hard time with Gloucestershire, UK. Competitors take in the annual cheese rolling event at Cooper's Hill. Here's how it works a large cheese wheel. I've really never seen a cheese wheel, Landon. A whole wheel of cheese? I've only seen them in like individual slices. A cheese wheel is rolled down a steep hill and competitors race after it. That's it. The first person to reach the bottom of the hill, what do you think they win, Landon? They win the cheese. <laughs> it may not sound dangerous, but steepness, but the steepness of the hill has resulted in several injuries. And what's weird is it doesn't look that steep, but these people are falling down like a bunch of It doesn't do it justice, Landon. No. There's got and not one of them is holding a beer or smoking a cigar and seeing how long they can smoke the cigar. I bet if you put snow on this hill, it'd be a black diamond. <laughs> I don't know to be a wheel of some kind. Extre- number four, extreme ironing. I, I guess this extreme is extreme irony or I, I, irony. Well, you no, know, there's both. <laughs> extreme ironing. 
the I, the act of ironing where you get a hot piece of metal and an ironing board and you flatten out your uh your you flatten out your clothes. Ex- I bet women are champions in this one. I find that sexist, Landon. Extreme sport or performance art? Possibly both, but most likely neither. <laughs> Competitors who call themselves ironists go to a remote location because they are too embarrassed to do this within a hundred miles of any civilized city. And iron their clothes. The domestic chore has been performed underwater, only ex- but just once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hanging from cliffs while skiing or snowboarding and even on top of vehicles. Landon, it must be a it must be a bitch to get that pleat right when you're trying to do that upside down. <laughs> I think so. Because I always have a hard time enough standing still upright, trying to get that little pleat on the back of your fancy button down shirt to go down right. And uh, these guy, like this guy in this picture, he's doing it upside down on the ironing board on a rock in a river. The the big rock is in the middle of the rapids. He should have wore longer shorts. Dude, he's wearing, yeah, he's wearing rompers or something. Uh, Landon, how many single people do you believe are at this one? Oh, let's say quite I'm, a few. I mean, I'm sure none of them are single as they, I'm sure they all brought their moms with them. <laughs> I'm just guessing. Egg throwing. Number five, egg throwing. Oh, man, I got to Google this. There one. is a World Egg Throwing Federation. Egg throwing has been a sport enjoyed by millions of people since early humans discovered the delight of watching a failure of another to catch a tossed egg. Ed, oh, man. Eggheads. I bet these people get a lot of egg on their face. I bet they do, too. <laughs> Eggheads have the opportunity to participate in the annual World Egg Throwing Championship. It's so popular, it's an annual event, Landon, which involves a variation of games in Swatton, Swatton, England. I don't know. I, I, Swatton I, sounds better because you don't want to be swatting those eggs. No, you don't. If they were me, I would just show up with a bunch of hard-boiled eggs. <laughs> underwater hockey, number six. Field hockey, ice hockey, and now underwater hockey. This is like, you know, if, you know you're playing hockey outside and all the ice melts. I guess. Like, water like, ice hockey. I guess one, one time, uh, when one thing gives up its season, the other one, it opens up to another season. Also known as Octopush, this sport <laughs> is played worldwide and involves two teams trying to push a puck using a stick across the floor of a swimming pool into the opposing team's goal. The sport has its own world championship, which first took place in 1980. This person has a snorkel. What's the point of the snorkel if you're underwater the entire time? I know. I don't get it. Now, I really like this one, Landon. Number seven, shin kicking. Shin kicking takes manliness. This says, I'm quoting here, shin kicking takes manliness to a whole new level. Uh, Which level do you think that is, Landon? (laughs) A stupid level. (laughs) A stupid level, indeed. Originating in England, of course. In the early 17th century, well, yeah, they had they were wearing those Iron Army, uh, Army, uh, Knights of the Round Table armor stuff. This is like a Rochambeau contest. <laughs> Rochambeau. The court, the combat sport involves two idiots attempting to kick each other on the shin until one hits the ground. The shin kicking world championship is part of the Kotchtwold Olympic Games. An annual event held on Dover's Hill. Is this the same hill that they have? No, that's That's Cooper's Hill. Hill. That's Cooper's Hill. North hey Brent, of the English town of Chippen Kempton. Brent, if you were to do this sport and like take it seriously, how how would you train? How would you take it seriously? How could you know? Yeah, that? I know. <laughs> but sir, sir, let's, let's just say like you really got into this. How, how 
What What do you think would be the best way to train for, I for guess, shin kicking? I guess go out into the pasture and just stand behind a bunch of cows or donkeys and have them kick you in the leg. No, maybe scar you up. You'd want to be walking behind your pickup with a, <laughs> with, with, with a with trailer hitch. hitch out. Yeah. yeah, with a five inch drop trailer hitch right into the. Somebody did that to my pickup one time at Midnight Rodeo. We were walking, and I mean they freaking demoed right into my that that receiver hitch. Oh, I felt so. I laughed a little bit, but I've done it before. But I've got this. I've got this unseen force field around trailer hitch receiver hitches now. I walk. I, I won't get within if I. If I'm going close to a tailgate, I'll walk three feet around the back of the bumper just so I make sure I won't hit it. Man, I've I've hit those a few times. It's not fun. It's pretty it's pretty ruthless. It, it takes no prisoners. Now, Landon, here's one I can see you doing. Number eight, toe wrestling. I Her, do have you know you know I'm one of those people that their second toe is like half longer than inch, the big toe, oh, like half an inch longer than the big toe. My my second toe looks like ET. <laughs> Does it glow when <laughs> yeah. it points to the sky? Yeah. Yeah, it's always trying to phone home. It's always trying to. Mine's a little longer, but like maybe maybe like an eighth of it. I mean, just barely. Like it just just really goes out beyond that big toe. Landon, do you? What do you? I'm betting the name of the big uh, the name of the big world championship is called the World Annual Toe Jam. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Perf- Perfectly summed up by his name, toe wrestling involves comp- competitors going, how do they go? Toe to toe. The unusual sport dates back to 1976 when the Brits ran out of shit to do. Yeah, have anything to do. <laughs> when the Brits were looking to gain a world sports title and they went to the toe wrestling. Rules are simple with socks and shoes off, naturally. I don't two, even want to touch my own feet, let alone somebody else's foot, with my foot. Two competitors interlock their toes and try to pin down the other opponent's foot. So I want do they do it like this? One, two, three, four, I declare a toe war. <laughs> yeah, is that yeah. how the, is that is that what the ref yells? Can you use a snake? <laughs> uh, yeah. So toe wrestling. I can wow. totally see this happening. What do you win? A toe ring? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, then you, but how do you show it off? You'd have to wear flip flops all the time to show off your your uh, championship ring. Yeah, that'd be one place where your two left feet might come in handy. <laughs> no kidding, no kidding. Two left feet. Let's see, Landon. What do we got here? Uh, CPAC. That's kind of stupid. CPAC Tuckrow. If anybody's native to Southeast Asia, CPAC Tuckrow, similar to what we know as volleyball, players can pass around the ball using anything but their arms, and the game is played with a ball of dried palm leaves. That sounds horrible. It looks pretty horrible. <clears throat> so uh, I've got what else do we got? You know, and these aren't on this list here, but the Cornhole Championships, Landon, have you ever been a member of the Cornhole Championships? An unaffi- maybe an unsanctioned one? I don't I don't want to be be a part of too much cornholing. <laughs> How about the Watermelon Carrying Championships? The Watermelon Crawl. The watermelon. <laughs> I, I wouldn't get very far in the Watermelon Carrying no, Championships. No, you remember that song? They used to play that song when it was popular all the time. Of course, that was long before cell phones and uh, Pandora. But True. Tracy Bird played. Is it Tracy Bird did the watermelon crawl? I think so. Yeah, man, good pull there, Brent. Good pull there, Brent. Video game championships, Landon. I, I'd probably compete in that one. Which I now I tell you one that is cool, and it takes it takes a lot of coordination. Is the drones racing? That, would that be is. Sweet. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. It is awesome. They go through. They always have them in stadiums, and they pretty what they pretty well. No, I saw one outdoor one too, but. The first ones I saw, they have them in, in like sporting arenas, and they have them fly through the, uh, they have them fly through the, um, the concourses. You know where all the re- the uh, 
concession stand. Quit looking at me like that. They have a, all the concessions they have a, and all that stuff. Lynn is giving me this what the hell look. They have them fly through like a like a frisbee golf course. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. No, um, but no, it's I mean these things are going 50, 60, 70, 80 miles an hour through mm. these concourse levels. And uh, but the, the bigger one I saw is kind of like those uh, Red Bull air races. Um, where they have them go through all these different obstacles, and I'm like, there's no. It'd be cooler if you like had to strap a hamster to them or something, <laughs> or a squirrel. That'd yeah. be pretty awesome. But in the one that's outdoor, um, there's no like, like in the. Of course, I know there's nobody on the drone, obviously. But in the in the Red Bull air racing deals, they have the inflatable obstacles. Well, these are all you know metal, and if you hit, you're demoed. And the finish line is a net, like it just catches your drone, and that's it. <laughs> Like so, I'm pretty sure it's all just a one and done deal. But um, these things are flying, and they're pretty legit, and um, it looks pretty fun. Let's see, Landon. What ultimate darts? That's that's another uh, that'll get you. What what do you like? All these sports. What do you think the groupie level is? Like, do they bring you? I'd like, I'd say it's pretty thin, Brent. I would say the hot pocket level is pretty high. I bet yeah. there's a lot of hot pockets that get served at these places. Yeah, I can see that. Because, I mean, most of these guys are probably... Definitely got a microwave. Computer programmer. <laughs> yeah. There's probably a Hot Pocket competition. Probably a Domino's close by. Yeah. They're fixing potholes somewhere. Let's see. beer. Now, the World Cigar Smoking Championship would go well with a beer pong, I would think. I would think so. Yeah, I would think they would have to play beer pong before they do the cigar smoking. So, And you think these guys, are all, they only smoke when they compete? <laughs> you know, like I only smoke when I drink. Yeah, yeah, I'm wondering if they only smoke when they compete. But no, most like I guess they got to train. So yeah, there should be a beer games competition like Flip Cup and all those good games. Yeah, like uh, what is it? What is that? Um, Broken Lizard October. What was what did they? Your beer fest. Beer fest. Yeah, yeah beer wouldn't fest. that wouldn't that kind of take the fun out of it? Just see like guys playing Flip Cup and they just do it perfect every time. Oh yeah, they'd be all exact at it and everything. Extreme, and extreme quarters and uh, extreme pin the tail on the donkey. Christmas tree of death. Did you ever play that? That was a drinking game. <laughs> no, never we made stuff. I've never. <laughs> they didn't have the I've never competition. <laughs> and truth or dare. I'm sure there's a truth or dare world uh, we, championship. We used to play one where like somebody would say a word and you'd go to the next person and you have to say a word that rhymes with it. Okay. Of course, there's always that idiot that says orange. Orange or so purple. Punch them in the face. Yeah. Or you do the uh, cities and you have to do it in alphabetical order like Anchorage, Birmingham, oh, Chicago, gosh. and if you messed up, you had to drink. Even though everybody's drinking during this always, the whole time. I would just always be drinking. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Or smoking one of the two. <clears throat> well, guys, we hope you enjoyed. We just uh, got down. Uh, ooh, I just cracked up there a little bit, Landon. We just uh, went down that list of a few deals we ran across, and um, not ag-related, I guess, at all. I'm sure there's ag games, Landon. We had ag Olympics. Did you ever play an ag Olympics? At I didn't. Tell me about that, Brent. It was pretty awesome. I mean, it wasn't anything really too ag about it. We had the dizzy back you know, race, and I think we did some roping and stuff. I mean, just you know, trying to rope a stationary you know, dummy and everything. Of course, I sucked at that something awful and uh, <laughs> say who could get take a loan out the fastest and <laughs> who could not pay it Shut back up. the fastest. Yeah. And it was, this was the Ag Eco Ag Olympics, you know. So our finance You could go class. to Chapter 11 the quickest. Chapter yeah. <laughs> Chapter well, that's true. That's true. But anyway, so, um, yeah, we're excited about March Madness having Texas Tech in the Final Four, and uh, we just thought we'd get in the spirit of sports and uh, put it on this podcast and we hope everybody enjoyed last week. We hope everybody listened to the Ag News Daily podcast that I co-hosted. It was off the hook and off the rails. And uh, hopefully we got a lot of good ratings on that. That is, of course, on the Global Ag Network. 
which is also what we are a member of, along with some other great podcasts. Podcastuses. What's your Twitter Twitter handle, Brent? Lennon, I'm glad you brought that up. My Twitter handle is where you're going to find a big drop of this podcast. That's at Trader Brent. And Landon, what is your Twitter handle? No Twit Landon 44. That's right. No Twit Landon 44. We're going to both tweet and retweet the published and dropped episode of this podcast. You're also going to find it out on Stitcher, SoundCloud, uh, Google Play, uh, and of course, the biggie, the iTunes, Apple Podcasts. That's where you're going to find it. We are all over the map and all over the place with this podcast. We hope everybody enjoys listening to it and listen to uh, you know Girls Talk Ag, Moving Iron Podcast. Well, once again, we want to thank Casey Seymour for filling in for Landon. He did such a great job, and um, we hope that everybody could hear him real well. I was trying to do one style of recording and ended up just putting the phone up to the microphone and. That's about all I could get done. It wouldn't be the Dryland Farmer podcast if the co-host was easy to hear. That's true. Yeah, if it, the co-host didn't speak into the microphone. What's ironic, Landon, is this guy was 600 miles away, and I could hear him better than you, and you're six feet away. Well, I know. <laughs> we'll get him there one of these days. <laughs> but anyway, we're glad to have Landon back. And until next time, everybody, y'all stay safe. Y'all be good out there. And until next time, we'll ask you, what side of the line are you on? The Dryline Farmer Podcast brought to you by Ultimate Sports. When you are a loser in all other respected sports, it's Ultimate Sports. The Dryline Farmer Podcast, all rights reserved, 2019, and now a member of the Global Ag Network.